So the thing is, there was a time when I started on Instagram and I would share questions all the time. And people would send me lots of questions, but, you know, I felt sometimes it was lacking. People wanted to talk about more, but perhaps didn't want to put their face to it. When Instagram bought this feature, you could ask anonymous questions. Obviously, my first fear was like, bloody hell, I'm going to get trolled now, aren't I? Like all of them little trolls would come crawling out, anonymous annies to send me horrible things. But then I thought, do you know what? There's a secrecy in motherhood. There's things that we don't talk about. There are taboo subjects. And perhaps we feel that people could answer us, but we don't want them to know who we are. And so we don't ask them. I certainly know that there are things that I don't speak about with my name, but I think them. So when I started the anonymous questions, I think the first time I did that, I had hundreds of questions and I was like, whoa, 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 okay, people want to talk. Amazing. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to always have one of these boxes up. And sometimes I don't have the capacity or the time to reply or there's a lot of questions. But actually, a lot of the time I feel that it's been helpful. And there are lots of like silent watchers who are taking in the information. And when I started my page, the aim was always to create community, create accessibility and to access people who perhaps wouldn't get the help or support otherwise. And Anonymous Questions allows me to do this. So, problem is, Instagram stories are 24 hours long. Once it's gone, it's gone. I don't save this stuff to a highlight because I'm just like, who's going to go back and look at that highlight? But you can go back and listen to a podcast episode. So, this gives it permanence. Each week, I will pick up one question and we're going to get into it. We're going to break it down. We're going to unpack it and we're going to put it back. And the idea is to help you to be able to go back to listen, to think, oh, okay, this works, this doesn't. And for me to get the opportunity to break things down that are probably bothering me or that I have navigated myself. So let's go. This week's question is, before having my child, I would do all kinds of work to make sure I climbed up the corporate ladder. But since she's arrived, my priorities have shifted. I no longer want to go back to work, but I don't know who I am outside of it. I feel so lost and confused. Any tips on how to find the new me? Now, identity, and particularly identity that is tied to a profession, is a huge thing when you become a mum because suddenly your identity shifts and it shifts in quite a drastic way. You know, the two often don't go hand in hand. And sometimes that shift is temporary because you're on maternity leave and, you know, you can kind of step out and then step back in. But actually, to assume that we can separate the two is a disservice to particularly motherhood because really we know that it is something that is all-consuming, life-altering in both a good way and sometimes more challenging way. And so the reality is we kind of have to give motherhood the dominant identity space that it takes without being the full identity. So the idea really is to not try and remove the motherhood identity from the workplace identity particularly if you're going back to work. But as this person said, they don't want to go back to work. And that's amazing because sometimes when you become a parent, it opens up kind of like a locked up part of your brain that perhaps you hadn't thought, oh, oh, 
challenge. I can be something else. I can do something else. I can challenge myself in different ways. I tell you, when I became a mum, I realised mm. I, I could juggle so many things. Like, you could give me planet Earth in the palm of my hands and I would be fine. And so it's like, actually, hmm, let me explore this. And it can be really daunting, particularly if you've worked for other people and you've kind of been able to work your way up and get the praise and the affirmation and the money, because let's get real, we need money. So in order to answer this question, I think we need to look at who you want to be, you know, who or what you want to be. And this sometimes means looking into the areas that excite you, the things that make you passionate, but also the transferable skills. Because the way in which you worked your way up through the corporate ladder required something that is innately in you and that you can then apply to something else. So it's like, actually, okay, I'm a go-getter. I'm really organized. I'm a people person. I, I don't know, I could sell sand to the desert or something. You know what I mean? Like if you've got these skills and it's like, apply them, take them out of that setting and apply them to what you're passionate about. When it comes to building a business, as many of you know, that's what I did. I left midwifery and I started my own business. Tap into a niche. It can feel so much more exciting to be like, yeah, everyone's doing this thing, so I'm going to do it. Like some type of MLM or something like that. But it's like, Mm-mm-mm. you want something that has longevity and that can carry you through parenthood and allow you to access this side of your identity that is exciting and that can work alongside motherhood. So tap into a niche in the area that you're interested in. You know, because you've climbed that corporate ladder and it's probably what you're interested in might be very similar, even if it's not. Tap into what the people need. View who your audience are, use those transferable skills and start the foundations of something quite exciting. But remember, slow and steady wins the race. There isn't a rush. So if you try and rush it, you will fall flat on your face. And so it's like, actually... I'm building something that is long-lasting and that's important. So take those transferable skills, use them. Now, the other thing is, I really want you to think, so when I've said to you, you know, take your time, check your capacity. Sometimes we're really trying to rush ourselves to rediscover who we are. Oh yeah, I need to know. I need to have answers, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but babes, like you've just had a baby. Like you can be postpartum and you can give it thought but you don't have to let it consume your thoughts and you don't have to rush yourselves to like get it done. And so it's like, hold on. Right now, my baby doesn't sleep, feeds continuously, my partner's getting on my nerves, my house is a mess and I can't string a sentence together. Possibly not the right time to be trying to rediscover who you are within that. Give yourself manageable tasks. So it's like, actually, do you know what? By six months postpartum, I want to have given some thought as to who I want to be, what I want to do. This is where you set yourself a challenge that can feel a little bit less overwhelming, can mean that you've got a goal to reach, that you set yourself that you can move, by the way, you can always move the goalpost, but also that you can kind of say, I recognize where I'm at and I'm meeting myself there. So don't try and rush it. Check in with your capacity, check in with the things around you to give you ease in discovering who you are and building what you want to do. Don't worry about going back to work. I know that we do have to think about it because let's get real, but it shouldn't be this all-consuming thing because actually that can paralyze you. So put it to one side. You don't plan to return to work. 
you need to kind of put things in place to start thinking what you want to do. Recognize that your identity in this moment perhaps is predominantly motherhood, but isn't always going to be. And that you can put things in place to kind of explore and develop that new identity that can work alongside motherhood. That's the most important thing. If you take nothing else from this episode, it is that your motherhood identity can exist alongside other identities. And it's really important to remember it's not either or, it's both. One thing to take into account when you're thinking about your motherhood identity, your work, what you're achieving and all of those things is where are these thoughts are even coming from? Like, are they your own? And that's one thing that can be really difficult in this fast-paced world where there's so much on social media. We get buried in scroll holes. And not only that, but we're just looking at celebrity and all of this stuff. And everyone seems like they're achieving. If I could, if I could tell you the smoke and mirrors that exist in social media spaces. Now, there are going to be people who are achieving these things, right? And, you know, good for them. But the majority aren't. But if you show that side, it is deemed somewhat unsuccessful. It's too normal. It's not shiny. It's not kind of snappy, smart, sophisticated and all the rest successful. So no one wants to show the downside of it. And the reality is, right, for all of these people that are doing these things, a ball is being dropped somewhere. People ask me all the time, how are you managing your business? How are you doing all of this? Blah, blah, blah. And I think, well... You should see my pile of laundry. Like, for me, domestic things go to the bottom of the list in order to grow my business. And so it's like, actually, let's, let's be honest about it. Like, something is having to give in order to achieve that. Now, if you decide that, yep, you're willing to let something go and you want to go for it, perfect. But understand that it's not all as successful, as glittery and as glossy as it appears. So give yourself the grace of being like, I might have to make sacrifices in order to pursue this thing. And that's absolutely fine. But also that you don't have to dress it up as anything other than what it is. You know, growing a business, refinding, is that a word? Finding yourself once more or this new version of yourself can be really hard. And so finding a hard thing hard is okay. And showing that the hard thing is hard is also okay and you don't need to be like anyone else so take from social media from the internet from magazines or whatever whatever you want but don't apply that expectation to yourself and your situation so in summary if we go back to the question who am i how do i discover this new me i'll give you three tips social media it's not real. It's not real. Apply your own expectations, what works for you, what you've got the capacity for, what you want to do. And then go from there. Block out the noise, unfollow, unsubscribe, whatever it is that you're doing. Or you might not, but just recognize where something is coming from. Is it your voice? Is it someone else's? Secondly, figure out what it is that you want to do without time pressures and things like that. Not real time pressures as in you know, kind of say, I'm going to sit with it for a minute. You don't need to rush anything. The things that have had the most success and most longevity have been things that have developed over time. So don't think that if you don't have the idea straight away or this is not this huge success straight away, that it's not the right thing. Slow and steady wins the race. And the third thing 
is definitely going to be you have had a baby, you're a mother, okay? This is not a part of who you are. It is who you are, particularly in those early years where it's like probably the most intense season. And so don't try and remove that part of your identity, but allow it to coexist alongside whatever other parts of your identity you are bringing into your life. And it's quite exciting. And it will also help you to shape this new job or new project into something that can work alongside your children if you remember that this is where you're at right now. Thank you for listening to the Birth Brief, the podcast. If you're finding that you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean the absolute world if you could rate and review it, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with everyone, just share it. Like, we know that a share goes a long way. And I would love for more people to engage in conversations that we're having about the things that aren't spoken about. If you have a question, please do send it to my producer, Hannah. Now, this means that I won't see it. It will remain anonymous. I don't know who you are, but it just means that you can get the things heard that you want to be heard. It would be my absolute pleasure to be able to support you and for you to feel seen and supported in whatever your worries and woes are. So if you have any questions, send them to questions at thebirthdebrief.com. Thank you.